but we all know that we have these people that we deal with. And often it might happen in the workplace where someone just frankly gets under our skin. And what do we do about that? Because we feel like, you know, we're grownups now. Everybody should be behaving like a grownup, but you might look at this person and think he or she is not behaving like a grownup. You're not really sure what to do with them. So we're just going to go through today and kind of a quick and easy episode talking about some strategies to deal with this. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their career and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposely create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, by getting clarity on how we're creating the experiences of our lives, including how we're keeping ourselves stuck, by articulating what it is we want for the second half of our lives and identifying a plan to achieve it. Hello, and welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I'm very hopeful that you cannot hear all the work that is being done right outside today. I may even have to record this over. We're going to take a look, or I take a listen, I suppose, afterwards and see if the noise is too loud, but they've been doing work now outside our window for about two days, and it's just a lot of grinding sounds, so I'm really hoping you can't hear it. So today's episode is going to be a little different. You know, there are times when we talk about things that are sort of big picture solutions or ways to go about healing something in your life. And there are other times when you kind of need to just slap a Band-Aid on something. And today might be one of those Band-Aid kind of episodes. I'm going to talk a little bit about to, what to do with that person in your life that you just don't like. They irritate the devil out of you. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how to handle that. This probably is not someone in one of your most important relationships. This may be for someone who is a coworker or is perhaps on the fringe of your friend circle, someone you see every so often, maybe an in-law, but they're not going to be someone you're interacting with and have an intimate relationship with where things have gotten kicked up. This is really someone who is ancillary to your life in some way. But we all know that we have these people that we deal with and often it might happen in the workplace where someone just frankly gets under our skin. And what do we do about that? Because we feel like, you know, we're grownups now. Everybody should be behaving like a grownup, but you might look at this person and think he or she is not behaving like a grownup. You're not really sure what to do with them. So we're just going to go through today and kind of a quick and easy episode talking about some strategies to deal with this. So the first strategy that I'm going to offer you, and this will probably be very familiar for those of you that listen to the podcast, is to really just let it be. Recognize that you don't like this person, and actually that's totally okay. I think some of us that are high achievers, that are that are concerned about how we show up in the world and who want to be, frankly, just good people. Maybe that's part of our faith tradition as well. We don't like to admit 
that we just don't like someone. But you know what? It's okay. And in fact, you can't go about solving or healing that relationship until you just get your mind around the fact that you don't like them, that there is some friction there, that for whatever reason they irritate you, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you don't love them as a human being and see them as a human being. It just means they annoy you. And it's all right to feel that annoyance and let it be there. Feeling that annoyance and that irritation actually doesn't have to drive how you show up in interactions with them. And that's a particularly important point. But I digress. So let's go back to the very beginning, which is just you being willing to accept that sometimes you don't like someone. And here's a nugget. So sometimes you don't like someone and it actually truly has nothing to do with them. A couple of positions ago, one of my colleagues who became a dear friend, um, Kara, if you're listening, Kara, hey, told me after we had been friends probably for a couple of years that she actually struggled with me when I came on board because of how strongly I reminded her of someone else. That had nothing to do with me. At the time, I didn't know this person. I knew nothing about this person. But for Kara, when she was around me, there were characteristics that I had that made her think of this other person who she really didn't care for. So it sort of kicked that up for her. So for her, that was conscious. But sometimes we can be around individuals who remind us of someone that we may have interacted with when we were small children, perhaps a teacher, perhaps someone in authority, perhaps a kid on the playground or something else somewhere else in our lives. And we don't even realize that person is reminding us of somebody else. They're scratching at a scab that perhaps hasn't fully healed. And so our body, our visceral response to them is kind of negative. I talk a lot on the podcast about self-compassion. And the reason I talk a lot about self-compassion is because it actually isn't something I thought I needed at all. I'm nice to myself, right? I don't go around criticizing myself and telling myself that I'm a bad person I don't, I don't tell myself I'm, I'm, I hate to even say it out loud, but I don't say things to myself like, you know, you're, you're stupid. You're this, you're that you're really, you're a terrible person. So I didn't think I needed self-compassion, but what I have found doing this work of coaching is that actually the way that I spoke to myself internally was simply harsh, was very much like a drill sergeant. And so for something like this, where I didn't like someone, there was just going to be a lot of judgment. There was going to be a lot of, you know, you need to work on this. This is your problem. You know, this is, this is something about you that's reflected in this situation. And so you need to, to dig in there. And it wasn't loving. And it turns out we don't actually respond very well to that harsh voice. We respond and are open and are willing to change when we sense kindness And when we sense safety, so offering that kindness and safety to yourself, especially when you're not showing up in the 100% absolute best way that you could, that's fundamental here. How would you treat a small child in this situation? You would not shame them. You would teach them how to show up in spite of 
these negative feelings that they were having. All right. So first we're going to treat ourselves with some self-compassion. We're going to acknowledge what's going on, hold it in our awareness and still treat ourselves with kindness because we deserve kindness from ourselves, even when we're not at our very best. The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to focus on our own behavior. So as I said previously, just because we're irritated, just because we're pissed off, just because somebody has gotten in our craw, we don't actually have to act out or show up in a way that even reflects that that's happening. We get to choose. There is that moment between someone else's words or behavior and how we show up. So that's entirely up to us. So we can allow ourselves to feel that irritation, to allow it to be there and show up differently, show up in the way that we choose to speak with kindness, speak with integrity, not allow ourselves to be triggered and hot in our response to them. And I would encourage you as you're thinking about your interactions with this person, not to prioritize what they think or what others around you might think, but to think about how you want to have shown up in the world with a difficult person. What's your bar for how you show up in an interaction that might become heated or that gets a little bristly? And then how do you ensure that you're able to show up as close to that way as possible And then to offer yourself some grace and some kindness, if you can't, you're learning. This is a journey. All of it is a journey and a learning experience. And you can also practice showing up well in difficult or tense situations. You may have a situation that actually, you know, is probably not going to improve. Perhaps you and this other individual are in one another's orbit. You see each other regularly. There's some manner of friction and neither of you are going anywhere. And it's not the kind of situation that's likely to be worked out. Again, today we're not talking about healing and long-term solutions. We're really talking about throwing a Band-Aid on something because that's what's needed in this moment. When that's the case, remember that you're practicing a new skill of showing up well, even in a bad situation. So showing up 30% better is still better. It's still an improvement. And again, this is something that you're learning, right? So something else that I would encourage you to do, because we often think, well, if I can go from, you know, I hate this person or she's a terrible colleague or he's a bully or whatever that language might be. We think that in order to improve the situation, we need to go perhaps equally positive on the other side. She's a great colleague. He's a wonderful, whatever, family member. But actually, again, you're improving the situation just by moving it closer to neutral. And maybe you can't get to neutral today. Neutral might be, she is my colleague. He is my colleague. He is a member of my family. Those feel better than when we're calling someone a bully, than when we're calling someone an antagonist in our life. What might be a bridge between that negative language that you're reciting in your mind and even getting to neutrality? How can you continue to tell a story about that person that is a little bit less negative than the story that you're telling yourself now? 
So what could this look like? Let's use that example of he's a bully. Again, we're not trying to make big, big leaps in this scenario. So some ways that you might soften that language to yourself. When we say he's a bully, that paints him with a broad brush for basically every interaction that he shows up in, in every domain of his life um, and, and causes him to be just one way. You might dial back the intensity of that remark within your own mind by saying, I think he's a bully or I think he's behaving like a bully in this instance. And you're, you're probably listening to me and you're thinking, well, that's, that's really no change at all. You're still calling him a bully. Yes, you are. But take a moment and think the thought about someone. He's a bully. It's pretty, you know, it's an intense, it creates an intensely bad feeling within you, right? But if you think the thought, he's behaving like a bully at the table right now, it's just a bit more confined and it allows you to create space in your mind for the fact that he might not be a bully 100% of the time in all domains of his life. And we're not trying to get over here to gumdrops and sunshine in the Disney princess castle, whatever. We're just trying to lessen our own irritation and our own negative feelings so that we can show up in a way that we are reasonably proud of in our interactions with this individual. All right, so that's item two, focus on your own behavior and creating some neutrality. So that's actually item three, right? We're going to get to neutral. We're going to think about the thoughts that we think about the individual and how we might stair step them towards just simply very neutral thoughts about the individual. The fourth thing that I want to draw your attention to is a quote by Plato that I'm, or it's at least attributed to Plato. And I'm sure that many of you have heard this. All of you have heard this before, but it's simply to be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. We don't know what's going on in the personal lives of all of the individuals that we interact with. We know a fraction. We don't know all that is going on in the lives of even those close to us. So as you're thinking about this person who is causing you frustration in the workplace or over family dinners at the holidays or in your friend circle, recognize that there is something going on in their life, maybe several somethings that you don't know about and simply hold them in a little bit more kindness, knowing that that is true. You would want them to do the same for you. All right, so let's walk back through these. But first, we're just going to take what's happening, our reaction to this person in some gentle awareness and have some compassion for ourselves and for how we're showing up. We're not going to judge ourselves for having what feels like a negative visceral reaction to an individual who is in our circles, in our life. The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to turn that spotlight onto our own behavior. How do we want to show up? How do we want to show up separate and independent of something that is coming in reaction to something they say or that they do? Separate their actions from your response. Our third strategy is going to be to get to neutral, to identify those little thoughts 
those labels, those things that we're saying to ourselves, or you know what, maybe to other people too, about this individual and to find ways in our minds to change our language, to modify it a little bit. So the example I gave you earlier went from he's a bully to he's being a bully in this instance. He's being a bully around this dinner table. How can you find ways in your mind to shrink the negative characteristics that you're attributing to this person? And then the fourth suggestion that I made to you is to really hold this person in some part of you, in the part of you that's able to do so, to hold them in kindness and to recognize that everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. And they also have a story and have challenges that you know nothing about. All right, folks, this was a quick and easy episode. I hope you find it useful and applicable. And just a reminder, because some of you are going to say now, hey, this doesn't help me, you know, deal with all of the negative people in my life. I can't handle my mother-in-law or my spouse this way. No, this is a, this is a quick and easy band-aid set of strategies for you to deal with something in the moment is an irritation is stealing your joy in some aspect of your work or family or friend life. And you want some strategies to fix it because sometimes a Band-Aid is actually all that you need. You don't need surgery. You just need a Band-Aid. Thanks for being with me for this episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. I hope you'll join me back here next week for our next episode. And if you'd like a little video with your audio, check us out over on YouTube. Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast has a video channel there as well. If you're enjoying the show, I would ask you to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others to find the show. Thanks so much. I've enjoyed chatting with you and I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Bye.